wherever you are. This is the Plug Podcast. Podcast. I am Bushy. Bushy. With me again, Metal Mike. Metal Mike. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Beer rope and get the drugs. It's time to rock with some motherfucking thugs. Pussy, pussy face, metal mic buzz. Talking about the latest metal band that they love. Fuck around, get your ram to your front though. Rock and roll, let it go till the end blow. Turn it up, let the alpine blast. It's time to get high with the plug podcast. Goddamn. This is the Plug Podcast. Music and more. I am Bushy. Other side of the mic, co-host, friend, best co-host on the planet. Metal Mike, how are you? Well, uh, man, after an introduction like that, what can I say? I humbly thank you, and uh, I'm doing okay. I know one thing, soothsayer, I am not. Jesus Christ, I couldn't have been more wrong in most of my predictions. Holy fuck, man. But I did say a few things. I did say look out for the Bengals. I did say that could possibly be an upset. Yeah. But my God, man. To me, they dominated the Bills on both sides of the ball in all phases of the game, man. I don't I don't know. I'm just like, wow. See, I didn't get to see the game. I was at work. Oh, I did. I watched it. And I'm telling you, Bushy, they just imposed their will on the Buffalo Bills. There's just no other way to put it, man. It's, it's insane. I, mean, I was really pulling for Buffalo, so now both my teams are out. Um, 
what a what a weekend! What a weekend! Yeah, last week we went ahead and uh, we we discussed the divisional rounds and uh, we made our predictions. And boy, did we get any of them right? <laughs> well, we I I got a couple right. I did get two. Well, no, I don't. I, wait, we had yes, we did predict Kansas City would win, right? We both picked KC, I think. Over to Jags, yeah. Yeah, I Which said I said it would be interesting it, because Trevor Lawrence had never lost on a Saturday, you know, so the potential was there. But Mahomes, and you know what? The Jags played hard. The the, the the Jags played hard, man. And what about Mahomes getting hurt like that and still fucking wow? You so, know, see, that's another that's a, that's another game I was not able to watch. Uh, yeah, they, you had to work this weekend, didn't yep, you? Yeah, they were daytime games, uh, so I got to watch the Eagles Giants game, which. I spent more time drinking and having fun than watching that game. And I did get to see the Niners-Cowboys game. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I don't get angry and scream at the TV a lot when I'm watching when I'm watching my Cowboys. I wish I could say the same thing about But when Steelers. there's somebody there that is almost football retarded and likes a different team, it just keeps shouting in your face how much, you know, the Cowboys suck. They suck. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. And it was like it was a it was a good game up until the last quarter, you know. So that I was getting steadily and steadily more angry, you know. And then some of the shit that was going on. I'm going to say right now there was a couple bullshit calls against Dallas. I'm like, oh, here we go. The rest are deciding who's going to the fucking next round. Um, there was that one that one call against that defensive lineman for holding that pissed me off because San Francisco had done it earlier in the game. And it was okay. So I'm like, you dirty fucking whores. Uh, so I, I, that call in particular really sticks in my craw. But, you know, barring a couple of bad calls, Dallas just got outplayed. You know, that's all there is to it. It doesn't help that Dak comes, you know, off of a five-touchdown game with no interceptions and in the first fucking quarter throws two. Yeah. You know, that you doesn't turn the help. ball over like that, man. Not in the playoffs. Because... Dallas really, they won that game. You, you take those two picks back, maybe take away the block uh, extra point. <laughs> Dallas wins that game. You know, it is what it is. You know, it's over with. Uh, both defenses were playing stellar. I think by the end, uh, Cowboys defense was just fucking tired. And I knew it was yeah. going to happen. You know, there's eight minutes left in the ball game. And I looked over, you know, you know, with the people I was hanging out with, and I'm like, that's it. They're just going to run the ball the rest of this fucking game. It, it's done. It's a done game. You know, they're trying to get you excited. Oh, they still have this chance. I'm like, no, they have no chance. Dak Prescott, for whatever reason, wants to throw these short passes instead of launching the ball downfield. And he has the ability to launch it downfield. I mean, that pass he had to C.D. Lamb, that's probably one of the greatest catches I've seen in a playoff game. You know, up in the yeah. air, the defender right on him, and he still came down with that bitch. I thought it was picked off. I couldn't believe he caught the damn thing. I, I, I know, dude. I know I know the exact – I did too. I thought, oh, fuck. And then when I he got it, I'm like, wow, what a catch. Yeah, that was know? an amazing catch. Um, yeah. You um, know, the tight you know, end. And you know me. I'm a guy that's – give credit where credit is due. My One of my biggest problems, but, you know, you go ahead and then I'll tell you. But, oh, I was yeah, going to say – I'm uh, getting ahead of myself. Go ahead. Schultz. You know, he catches that ball, he's running sideways without just think to run forward. That way, if you get bumped out of bounds, it stops the clock. You know, because we're really running out of time. They really needed to throw that thing. And I don't know what the hell that last play was. 
where you got Zeke at center. All he had to do was drag his fucking toes, Bush. Oh, that, that, and that, it's that, a catch. Yeah, that was that That's other the next catch. one. Yeah, that was the next one. So now we're down to, what, three seconds left, two seconds left? And they get in that ridiculous formation where Zeke is under center. He's, you know, he, he's playing center. He's snapping the ball. I'm like, and then he's declared it eligible. At least he can catch a little bit, you know? So I'm like, what, what the fuck kind of horse shit is this? And then you hit, I forget who he hit. I don't, I don't know if it was Gallup, but he hits this guy like 10 yards out, man. And San Francisco just fucking leveled him. I mean, that, oh, yeah. one, that was beautiful tackle. That was picture perfect, per, picture perfect textbook tackle yeah. the kind that i'm like yes this is when you coach your boys you go this is how you block that's how you tackle and i'm i i'm sorry man i just think kyle shanahan he had those boys prepared yes prepared to play where with the cowboys there were like again dude dalton schultz man he's been in the league now how many years a little bit you know what I mean? It's, it's, he's not a rookie, dude. He should have more football awareness than that. What the fuck was he thinking? So, you know, because I'm not saying, yeah, it would have been a long shot, but the Cowboys would have maybe had a shot. Right. If, if he catches those two passes, if they don't count, you know, well, one of them did count one as a catch, count, but, but he got knocked out by running. the defender, but it kept the clock running. So if he, if he runs out on his own, boom clock stops you know that was a fuck up and then the other one where he all he had to do was drag his toe like what are you thinking man yeah. like yeah, i was he, just he like, just stepped out of wow. bounds i was like whoa what what is going on here you know and some people are like oh it's dak's fault get rid you know what i mean our good friend james west you know get rid of the coach get rid of that get rid of yeah oh yeah okay dude yeah just blow the whole team up yeah let's, you know, yeah just which get rid I know, of everybody <laughs> and then and, and, and bill's like no one should ever post right after their team loses a playoff game because you're gonna say shit or post things that you really don't mean you're just saying it in anger right you know and I mean, I understand Cowboys fans' frustrations. I get it. I do get it. You know, I mean, my team's got a little bit of a playoff drought too. I mean, we've been to the playoffs, but we've not won a playoff game in six fucking years. So I understand, you know. But, but I mean, and you know, some people want to blame McCarthy. I'm like, is it McCarthy's fault that Schultz, Schultz did that? Is it McCarthy? You know, did McCarthy throw those two interceptions? Did you know? Sometimes I think people put too much blame. On, you know, when you're the coach, dude, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And that's right. just the fucking way it is. And I am not a McCarthy, you know, like Bill, he's kind of, Bill, though, being that he's a Packers fan, he feels the game's kind of passed McCarthy by. That, yes, he was a great coach, but that, but that he has not evolved. He has not moved with, you know, he's not. You know, he hasn't moved with the times, so to speak, you know, and, um, and maybe he's right. I'm not going to argue with him, you know, but, uh. Yeah, I mean, I will say this though. I mean, as a guy who wasn't really a fan of either team, it was a good game. I, I, I mean, I enjoyed watching the game. You know, it was kind, it was it's kind of cool game. to watch playoff football without having a horse in it because then you're not as emotional about it. You know, right. um, and and I, I mean, I understand Cowboy fans are frustrated. You know, but uh, I mean, you you flat out said it yourself. I mean, the the Niners were just, I think, more. If I could fault McCarthy for anything, it seems to me sometimes his boys in the playoffs, in the regular season, they do fine. But in the playoffs, of course, last week, I mean, that was their first, that was a playoff win. So, I mean, you know. The first maybe, road playoff win since San Francisco in 92. 
and there you go. I mean, hey, maybe maybe it's just you know we got to take baby steps here. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. It, I, it's, I don't know. I know it's frustrating for you. Guys I'm, I'm frustrated with them. with the mistakes, and I know no one's going to play perfect football. You know what I mean? No, no. But damn, the mistakes. Then, then we start getting the holding calls against us, and it's like here we go. They love to throw the flag on the Cowboys, and it, it seems biased to me. But I'm biased because I'm a Cowboys fan. You know what, Bill? Bill gets on me all about it because I'll get pissed like that. That that. And but I. But what I was trying to get across to Bill, I'm like, Bill, you don't understand. He thought I was just getting pissed because of that last Steelers Browns game, dude. Number one, that was a fucking touchdown. I don't care what anybody says. Najee got a touchdown, so they 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 take that away from us. And because Tomlin didn't challenge it, and I understand why he didn't, because if he if they if they don't have irrefutable evidence, they don't, and then you lose a timeout. But he didn't right. challenge it, so then they try to get, and then Najee does the whole. Well, I'm going to just take the ball and push it over the edge, which left it totally open for some guy to punch it out of his hand. Not a smart play, son. Okay. You got to do better than that. But, you know, I figure, I guess he figured, fuck it. We'll put, you know, we got three more chances. We're going to punch this bitch in. But then that happens. Right. So I was pissed off about that because I felt like the, you know, the refs are like, what the fuck, man? And it wasn't that I think they're biased against the Steelers or for the Browns or even either or. It, I just noticed a lot of things in that game that they just blatantly missed. And I know they're only human and everything's going at, hu- you know, dude, they're going at normal speed. So everything's happening so fast. But, man, there was one game, I can't even remember the Steeler defender, and I might have even told you this last week. He literally grabs one of the Browns players by the face mask, and nobody threw. I couldn't believe that nobody threw a flag on that. Wow. I could not believe it. Now, there was a, a pass interference call that the Browns fans were crying about, but I'm like, oh, cry me a river. Our score should have been 30-something to whatever you guys scored because we fucking whooped your ass, but you took a touchdown away from us. So I don't want to fucking hear it, you know, at the end of the day. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say, and it's what Bill says, sometimes you're good, you know, they're, they're going to air, there's going to be bad calls for both teams mm-hmm. almost every fucking game if you're looking for them. And of course, obviously, like if you're a Niners fan, you're going to be scrutinizing what they're doing. As right. a Cowboys fan, you're scrutinizing what the Cowboys are doing and what they're doing. And I, I, I just think that. Sometimes a good friend of mine, Kevin Cook, he's, he's a Steeler fan. He's a metalhead. You'd like him. Real good guy. He always says it. Mike, sometimes you got to beat the, the other team and the refs, unfortunately. Yes, you know? that way. And, you know, so I understand where you're coming from because I get like that myself sometimes. Like, what the fuck, you know? But at the end of the day, man, I mean, the Cowboys just didn't play good enough, man. No, they played it, pretty good. Like, but, especially and, and really not, it was not in that last quarter. Defensively? Overall, I think they played really good. I think, like you said, dude, I think they were just gassed. I mean, when By you're fucking end, yeah. going three and out, three and out, three and out, over and over. After a while, dude, you know, these guys are probably like, fuck, can I get a drink of Gatorade? You know? Like, yeah, seriously, yeah. You know? And they played good defense. I mean, they're, they go, they played oh, good dude, special teams. That, um, what's you that guy's name? Oh, he's a beast. Uh, Was that Purvis or? Uh, well, he's Purvis, great. Whatever his name is, the, the kick and punt returner. He had a couple really good kick returns there. I was like, oh, shit. And that one should have been broke off for a touchdown uh, when he tried that weird spin move, but he bounced off of that uh, that San Francisco player. I forget which one. Um, they they had opportunities where they could have won the game. So as a as a Cowboys fan, I was like, man, you motherfuckers, dude. Because I think San Francisco may have been a little bit exposed. Um, but they're the two best defenses in the NFL. So you knew it was going to be good. Uh, the fact that we did get at their quarterback a couple times lets you know how good Dallas's defense is. 
I don't think they have a whole lot of changes to make on defensive side of the ball. They do well, dude, that Micah Parsons. Dude, he's a beast. That Micah Parsons is a fucking monster, dude. Yeah, they like, call him the right lion, man. That motherfucker's right. on the prowl because they can play him in so many different fucking positions. Right. He can be he's a linebacker. He's he can play versatile. a defensive end. So you never know where Parsons is going to be. But here's the thing. I mean, these San Francisco fans are like, yeah, well, this guy's got more sacks than Micah Parsons. I'm like, yeah, but what's your next guy got? Like this this guy for San Francisco, I forget his name because I don't give a fuck about the Niners. Huh. Uh, he had 18, but the next closest guy is five. Whereas Dallas has the most sacks in the NFL, if I remember correctly, this season. And they spread it out, dude. There's like four or five guys you know, with multiple sacks, you know, throughout the season. It's just been spread out. The thing is, Micah Parsons has the most pressures on a quarterback of any defender, uh, defensive player in the NFL. The guy's just a beast. He's always there in your face. I love that guy. I think our defense is fine. We got to learn how to lock up that run a little bit. Oh, are you talking about Nick Bosa from the Niners? Yeah, probably. Yeah, he he's he's a man, dude. He's a monster too. I mean, hey, you know the th- the thing is though, but I do agree with you because even Bildo and I said it last night. The thing that that makes Pars he's so versatile. He can come from different sides. He can play different positions. Where where Nick, you you pretty much know where Nick's going to be at all times. Right. Just like T.J. Watt with the Steelers. You know, you know where they're coming from. I mean, which again shows you how badass they are because they still get to the fucking quarterback half the right. time. But but you know, but yeah, I mean. Micah, Did you man, see that Micah Parsons monster. throw that 300-pound lineman? Yes. I was like, yes. dude, this motherfucker just, like, check-flipped this son of a bitch. They just threw him across the field. It was great. I know. And that was another I one know, of those man. pressures against Purdy. I will say this about Purdy. If this year is not a fluke, because we have seen it too many times in the NFL. If this year is not a fluke, that guy's got a career. Uh, I agree. You said that in, on Facebook, and I do agree with you. I mean, you're, I I was impressed with the kid, man, because you know he's going up against. I mean, like I said, man, Cowboys defense, dude, they ain't no joke. You and know, the Eagles and, are going to be tough next week, dude. Oh, dude, and you know that's the thing that impressed me about that game with the Eagles was I forgot just how good their fucking D is. Exactly, and and it makes me think, yeah, Mike, you were an idiot for not picking the Eagles. It was just, I guess, I was so impressed with the way the Giants have been playing the last few weeks. Yeah. Before the playoffs, they looked like they were really on a roll, and they they beat Minnesota, you know. But then again, Minnesota at least gave them a game of it. I mean, the Eagles just. And another thing I thought, man, beating a team, especially division and rival three, you know, because division rivals play each other twice a year. So twice a year. So when you're facing them for the third time, not that it can't be done because the Steelers did it. I remember years ago, we beat them three times in a row. I think that was the year we won the Super Bowl against the Cardinals. And but, man, those games were just, you know, and I was expecting that. I was expecting more of a closer game, dude. And Philly just smacked up. I mean, they were like. Sit down, little brother. Yeah, yeah. Like the Giants are still one of the little brothers in the division right now. They're uh, not. They're not on the level of the Cowboys or the Eagles. They're just not. You know, not at all. And uh, you know, I, now I do think I saw room for improvement. If I'm a Giants fan, I'm excited about where the team's headed. Don't be. I know it was a beatdown, but I think they're going to even be better next year. But um, but yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, Eagles, I, I couldn't believe Eagles that game. I got real. bored with it. I, you know, I got bored with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I was an Eagles fan, I probably would have been loving it. But I hate both these teams. 
<laughs> you know, I hate both these teams. I hate the fucking Giants. I hate the Eagles. Throw the Redskins, the football team, the Commanders, whatever the fuck they're calling themselves this week in the mix. I hate those three teams. Well, of course you do. You know, uh, the San Francisco Dallas thing, that's a fun rivalry. It's been going on since, what, the 80s? Well, they're conference rivals. They're not divisional. They're not divisional rivals. The hate's not going to be as intense. It's fair, though. It's a great rivalry because those guys have had some good games. What I liked about this Dallas game and the San Francisco game is it was very reminiscent of old 70s Steelers versus Cowboys games as far as the smash-mouth football that was being played. I mean, mm-hmm. motherfuckers were getting hit. It was a great defensive football game. I mean, come on, it was a nineteen twelve game, okay? It wasn't a high-scoring game. No. That, but see, I like those games, too. I, I, some of my fellow sports fans, they it, they piss me off when they're like, yeah, you games boring. I'm like, see, I like a good de- defensive battle fucking slobber knocker. Just like I like a great offensive barn burner. I like both, you know, a shootout. And a fucking slobber knocker. It doesn't matter. I mean, I just want to see a, a good game. And I thought the Niners and Cowboys game was, especially defensively, if you're a fan of defensive football, and oh, hello, I'm a Steeler fan, I, I love those kind of games. Yes, yeah, I do too. I was enjoying the game. You know, they were down by, what, three at the end of the half. And um, I was over at a girl's house, and her son, this is one I call football retarded, uh, he, he's a diehard Ravens fan. And the whole time he's just in my ear, yeah, Ravens beat him. I'm like, they didn't even fucking play the Ravens this year. You know, the guy's just in my ear. Ravens are better. They, they'd they beat the Cowboys. Like, Shit, what, where the fuck are the Ravens right now? They're sitting at home watching the game. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it, so, so it gets irritating. So I think my emotions got heightened. By a 14-year-old boy talking shit into my fucking ear. Because I, <laughs> I wanted to punch him dead in the face. <laughs> you know? Damn, dude. Especially by the especially by the time we were in that last quarter, those last 10 minutes of the final quarter, I was really irritated at that point. You know, yeah. At, you know, at that point, his aunt had to say, hey, you need to walk away. <laughs> but congrats, you know, congrats to San Francisco. They've got a... They, they've got the work cut out for them, and we'll get to the picks yeah, later. I know, dude. I know. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't want to be a front runner, but I think I might have to change my pick. Yeah, well, this week I know who I'm going with, and I hate them fuckers. But that, that, that Giants-Eagles game, it, it, it got boring to me. I Oh, dude. It, it, it was, if it's I, a high-scoring game on both sides, right? it's not as bad. But when it's a route like that. I mean, it's like when, right. when Dallas went into Minnesota and just fucking destroyed them. It was like, oh, fuck, this this is boring, you know? Was, mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. We scored again. I feel like I'm watching baseball or, or basketball, rather. It's just point after right. point after point, you know? Right. You know, so that Eagles game was real boring to me. Um, the Eagles, it. I already know what the Super Bowl is going to be. I We'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs, Mahomes, that motherfucker. What a warrior. This son of a bitch. Uh, boy, every time I think he's going to be shit, he, he turns it around because they started off, they weren't playing that well at the beginning of the Mm-mm. season. And then all of a sudden, Mahomes went, you know, Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? This son of a bitch. This, this is one of those guys that when you're watching football, you're like, you've got to break his legs. <laughs> the only thing you do is break his legs. Because if he can't throw the ball, he's going to sidearm the fucking ball. And it's going to be a ridiculous fucking 
catch. This should never be made. He's throwing it around people. I feel like I'm watching that movie with Angelina and Jolie where they're you know curving bullets the way he sidearms that football. <laughs> you know, he's he's absolutely ridiculous. And I next week's game is going to be tough too. Next week's game is going to be tough too. I didn't get to see this game. I didn't get to see the Bengals Bills. Uh, I was rooting for the Bills. You know, I called the yeah. Bills. I didn't give any credit to the Bengals. So I was thinking, yeah, fuck them. You know, they, they didn't do anything special. Well, I was definitely proven wrong on that because they went to Buffalo in the snow with Bills Mafia and destroyed them. Well, here's the thing. If you remember, I did pick Buffalo, but I did say, but don't be surprised if there's an upset. Right. You know, look out for the Bengals. They're dangerous. And maybe part of the reason I'm saying that is because even though they're our divisional rivals, I do have a little bit of pride going, that's AFC North football right there, baby. We don't fuck around in our division. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, we don't, dude. It's fucking brutal. That division is brutal, dude, defensively. And that's what impressed me the most about the Bengals. They didn't just impose their will offensively. They did defensively, man. Yeah, they they held Josh Allen to fucking 10 points. Shit. He couldn't do shit. They were in his fucking face, man. That Buffalo Bill offensive line did a horrible job protecting him. He couldn't do shit. And here's the thing about the Bills, and I'm going to say it. I said it off camera. I'm going to say it before. I did say, if you remember last week, I said one of their Achilles heels, the one thing that worries me about them, they don't really have a running game. They have got to do something about that in this offseason. Or if they don't, I don't think the Bills are ever going to win a Super Bowl. They have because it's imperative to run the ball, especially in this time of year, Bushy, in that kind of weather. And yeah, they didn't. They don't run have the that ball, guy. If Singletary you, is not the guy. I'm not saying he's not a good piece. I'm not saying you should get rid of him. But they need a fucking. They need a big bruising. Fucking knock your dick in the dirt. Running back like a Joe Mixon, like a Saquon Barkley. They need a guy like that, and they don't have it. And right. You know, I mean, look at look at what San Francisco does, because not only do they draft well, but then when they're like, OK, well, our running backs aren't bad, but we need more. Fi- oh, hey, let's make a trade with Carolina. They need they need draft picks. They're rebuilding. Boom. They get Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And McCaffrey wasn't doing shit like in, in Carolina. He had, he had one good season in Carolina. He I was mean, he was playing shitty. He comes to San Francisco and all of a sudden this guy's a beast. This is just a system that works for this guy. I mean, think about it. If they go and they make a move for a team like the Titans that are kind of, who knows where they're going. I, if I'm the Bills manager, I might be trying to get me a, some Derrick Henry because I think he's got a couple years left. And if he's on a really good team with a really good O-line, I mean, that's the thing that blew me away about the Bills O-line. Though. They just did a hor- I mean, the, the Bengals was in their fucking face all game, dude. Right. Trust me. I watched it. I was impressed. I was very impressed by what they did, and I'm here to tell you right now, man. Yeah, I had to keep checking only a scores, and I'm like, what the hell me, is going on? <laughs> it, 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 as much as it pains me to say this as a Steeler fan, I think Joe Burrow is going to be the first Bengal quarterback to win a Super Bowl. That motherfucker might win a couple of them before it's all over. Now, I do know this, though. Everybody's like, oh, if only the Steelers had a guy like that. Well, we don't know yet about Kenny Pickett, you know. Right. Jury's still on that, guys, my fellow Steeler fans, number one. Number two, yeah, the Bengals are a really good team now, but what's going to happen when he, when Mike Brown, who, by the way, is notoriously known to be a fucking tightwad, when he's got to pay Burrow and then all those other guys? 
they're going to lose some key pieces on both sides of the ball before, you know, it's only going to take maybe they got a window is what I'm saying. If they don't right. get it done this year or next year, and they're already saying that they're going to go ahead and extend Burrow's contract. Well, once they do that, dude, bam, salary cap, baby. What you going to do now? Exactly. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away from Burrow. In fact, I, I, I hate to say this, man, especially with Mahomes and his hurt leg. I'm, I'm calling it, man. I think the Bengals are going to take the AFC. I, I think so. It's going to be a repeat of last year. You know, what was it last year's AFC Championship game? These two teams. Yep, and the Bengals beat them, and, and the this Bengals will be the, won. and they've beat them three times already. They, it's almost like they have Mahomes' number, and Mahomes is hurt. He's not a hundred percent, man. And the Bengals, they can run the ball. They can throw the ball. Their defense is fucking really good. Like, they got Mike Hilton, who's formerly a Steeler, man. He made an amazing hit. I mean, he blasted fucking um, Josh Allen. Is that his name? Or, yeah. Yes. And, be. I mean, just blasted him. Blasted the fuck out of him, man. And and, and I, I remember going, man, I wish the Steelers hadn't let that guy go. That was a mistake. Right. But, you know, my, my point that I'm trying to make, man, I just – I just – I'm not. I'm not totally discount because you don't don't underestimate Patrick Mahomes and the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. You cannot. But boy, and fuck, I saw Burrow. I saw Burrow and them take care of business against KC in Cincy when me and my buddy Brian Honaker, Big B, went to. We went out of town, to Cincinnati, to see, uh, which was an amazing concert, man. It was. Uh, um, we went to see uh, Clutch. And, and then the next day, we, you know, Brian's like, hey, since we're here, man, let's get some tickets. And we went to see the, you know, because his, his wife is a big Chiefs fan. And we went to see the game, man. And, you know, and the Bengals won the division with that game, man. And I turned around and thanked all the, uh, or um, congratulate all the Bengals fans because that's the kind of guy I am, you know. Right. Hey, because Brian, of course, outed me as a Steelers fan. I'm like, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I think we can go to our picks. Um, I'm with you, Bengals. Uh, watch out. I'm not counting out Kansas City, but I think Bengals have their number. And Philly, man. Philly. Yeah, I think Philly is going to – I I know I picked the Niners, and maybe it makes me look like a front runner, but seeing what I saw and being – I mean, the, 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 what what scares me about the, the Eagles, and I said this last week, man, even earlier I noticed in the – you know, during the regular season – they're not just a team who throws the ball all the time. They're not just a team that runs the ball. They can do both effectively, and they've got a really good defense. they got a great defense, and yeah. they've, and they've just, essentially got an extra running back because Jalen Hurts is a fucking scrambler, yes. dude. And now he can throw the ball. He's even better than he was last year. Yeah. Because last year, was that was kind of his Achilles heel. It wasn't always so accurate. Well, whoever's been working with him, kudos to them because that kid is playing his fucking ass off and i'm i think it's going to be a great game i think it's going to be an awesome game and it i know it should be a smash mouth game the way oh it's going to be yes i and i think but if i have to pick gun to head man i was really impressed by what the eagles did to the giants now granted i know the giants are on the niners level so it, again i think it's going to be a really good game it could even be a game of inches, inches, man, but I think the Eagles are going to take it. But I know people are going to be like, oh, here you go with your back door. But no, I'm just being honest. It wouldn't shock me if the Niners won it. Yeah, it, wouldn't it, shock it, it wouldn't shock me either. I don't think it'd be that big of a fucking upset, man. That that 
that Niners team is loaded. They're good. They got a great coach. They're very well prepared. They're very well coached. They, they got a great fucking rookie that is poised. And that that's that's something yes. that's very but impressive. That's the fucking X factor right there. At the end of the day, he's still a rookie. Just when does the game become too big for him? Well, it's got to happen sooner or later, yet, dude. Because I was pretty confident the Cowboys would win that game. I, I, not, and I said on last week's show, wouldn't surprise me if the Niners won. But I was confident that, Dal- that Dallas would win. Um, obviously wrong, but, uh, I mean, it was a close game up until the very end there. We're talking, it was a seven point game, you know, that's a touchdown. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, uh, I, I was happy to see Maher fucking score some field goals. That was, that was, yeah, you know, poor nice. guy. I felt sorry for that dude. Jesus. Well, he's been getting <laughs> raped for a week. <laughs> I know. And well, the first one though, I'm like, fuck, I, I just think that was a really good play by the Niners. I don't know if that's really on that kid, you know, because I mean, it was a beautiful block. I was like, oh. it, it was a great block. And here's the other thing, uh, I think that's a missed. I think that's a missed extra point. If you look yeah. at how that ball comes off his foot, that's the start of a missed extra point. I think he was saved by that because he's able to kick those two field goals later, mm-hmm. and you know, and make them. Because I was nervous. I'm like, fuck, we're kicking field goals now. This motherfucker can't hit an extra point. You know, it's a chip shot. Right. <laughs> you know. But, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a, uh, a Philadelphia Eagles-Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl. Yeah. Calling oh, it yeah, here, I, I, Yeah, me too, man. I, I, I got to – and I could be wrong, man. I mean, because at the end of the day, man, let's be honest. That old, that, it's a cliche thing, but anything can happen on a given Sunday game. Not that every game is on a Sunday, so really anything can happen on any given NFL game. You just don't fucking know, you man. You never know. And, and, I mean, man, like I thought – don't get me wrong. I mean, I didn't think the Bills was just going to whip the Bengals' ass. I thought, well, this is going to be a really good game. Right. That's but, man, I, I was just blown away by the way the – I mean, dude, I'm telling you, dude, the, they imposed their will. Like they made it look easy. And the Bills ain't no punks, dude. So I'm like, and I also got to wonder, Joe just seems to be one of them guys that the big games don't rattle him. They don't fucking rattle him. Not man. at all. I mean, he actually, why they he call seems the kid to Joe excel. He, he walks right into it. Yeah. He's like, fuck it, you know? And, and, and he's confident without being a cocky fuck. Right. You know, I mean, he's a little cocky, but he's not overbearingly cocky. And I just think that, but that, um. With, with, you know, I mean, honestly, I gotta be honest, man. Josh Allen kind of played like shit in the fucking playoffs, right? You know, and he, even your boy Zach kind of seems to like he's good in the regular season, but in the playoffs, he kind of he's a little. And let's be honest, man, you gotta have that guy. And I know what I'm talking about here, because guess what? We had that guy for almost two decades. We had a guy that didn't, you know, I mean, and he was a gunslinger, so sometimes he would make mistakes. I'm not saying Ben was perfect, but. He was a guy that when it, when the chips were down and we needed it, he didn't fucking blink, man. And sometimes I think with Dak, and I'm not putting the kid down because I think he's actually a damn good quarterback, but it just seemed to me. But, but then again, I mean, he's going against one of the best defenses in the NFL, and the Niners are going to make you fucking make mistakes, dude. Yeah. They're that good. So it's kind of like, is it is it a fact that oh yeah it's Dak's fault and they played like shit or were the Niners just the better team? I would have to say the Niners that day at that game was the better team, man. And sometimes it's, that's a hard pill to fucking swallow 
as a fan of your team. But no, I I actually agree, dude. You know, I oh, said I know you that do. you said it. You said it all along. You know, and and and, and uh, it is what it is, man. But hey, you know. Uh, but I'm I, not one of these annoying Cowboys fans. You know, I didn't start off the season. This is our year. You know, I, I wasn't saying all that shit. I will still say we them boys because yes, we are. You know, and, and and that's just a Cowboys motto these days. You know, get over it. <laughs> all you Cowboys haters out there. You know, they get pissed yeah. off. They're called America's team. Get the fuck over it. You know, well, <laughs> that's that's just how it is. You know, no, you, it's not. Yes, it is. Just because some some fucking douchebag said they were in an NFL films doesn't make it so. That but that's a, just me. That was Tech Shram. America's team. I, that, well, you know what? Yeah, was, it's brilliant marketing. But uh, fuck them and fuck Tech Shram. And it's the most and popular I, team in the NFL. Okay. You don't. You, you don't have to like it. The numbers show that. Okay. All I know is this, dude. I go travel everywhere, and you know where I see in every part of the country, Steeler bars. Even in Cincinnati, even in cities they have rivals. I don't see cowboy bars. I've never rivals. seen a Steeler bar anywhere. Oh, really? Okay. No, I saw one. There's, there's actually one in Watertown, New York. The bar I used to go to all the time called Shooties. It was my favorite dive. They're diehard mm-hmm. Steelers fans. Uh, they're Steelers memorabilia all over the walls. Uh, that's the only one I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but there, I mean, dude, there's, there's fucking uh, no bullshit, man. There's like fucking Steeler bars in places like Haiti and shit. I, I shit you not. I'm, I'm now. I'm not taking anything. Yes, the Cowboys are very, very popular. I'm. They are obviously. I would say. I'm going to say it right now. I think. The Steelers and the Cowboys are probably the most popular teams in the NFL. I know it's probably going to piss some people off, but I mean, come on, they are. I just know they got to be merch sales alone. Dallas blows everyone out of the water. Uh, okay, fair enough. You know what I mean? They're just they're just the most popular team, um, and I've never said they're the best team. They're just my team. You know, and come on, yeah. guys. I became a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. I was eight years old. We're talking nineteen eighty fucking three. They were not a playoff contending team. They're coming off of the Roger Staubach era. They got fucking Danny yeah. White under center. Uh, yeah. They were not a good team. You were there when they had the rebuild and, and yeah. jo- Jerry Jones gets uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson and they rebuild the team. And then you were there for all that because you were there before that. And I respect that. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to be honest, I started watching the Cowboys because I saw a poster in 1983 of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. And they're the hottest cheerleaders in the fucking NFL. I said, you know what? I'm going to start watching these guys. And I did. Now, my mom's dad, my grandfather, was a Cowboys fan. He was a Cowboys fan from the beginning, 1960, when they became a team. And uh, I started watching the games with him. My mom was a Redskins fan. That was always fun. Oh, that must have been interesting. That was always fun on Sundays at (laughs) my house. It was always fun on Sundays when we were visiting my grandfather, you know. Uh, and I just I've stuck with them through thin and thin or thick and thin. That's one thing I, I I never do. I chose all my teams when I was young. You know, I chose Kansas City Royals about that same time. Two years later, they win the World Series. You know, I chose Chicago Bulls because I was watching UNC basketball. I loved Michael Jordan when he went to the Bulls. That was my NBA team. I had never watched an NBA team in my life, and I watched the Bulls struggle for three or four years before they started winning championships. I've been a Notre Dame fan for as long as I can remember. I don't know why. I don't know if it was I like their uniforms. I, I don't know if it was that I like the way the school looked. I'm not a religious person, but I like that big gold dome. Dude, I just, that's my team. And I stick with these fuckers no matter what. 
Well, you're a fan. You're you know, there's, a true fan. There's you're other not a teams that I've picked up throughout the years. I was in New York for a long time. I'm a Mets fan. I can't stand the fucking Yankees. But that's my National League team. You know, they're my second, the New York Mets. Just like the Bills are your favorite AFC team. Exactly. Exactly. That's just because I spent 10 years watching them, you know, with my daughter's grandfather, you know, her mom's dad. But he, he liked the old 70s doomsday defense. You know, so his second team was the Cowboys. So we watched those two games every fucking Sunday for 10 years, you know, until the man passed away. I just right. became a Bills fan. Cool. But, yeah, so that's what I'm calling. I'm calling Philadelphia Eagles, Cincinnati Bengals. Those are your winners. That's the Super Bowl. Who's going to win the Super Bowl, or do you want to wait till next week for that? <sighs> Boy, we'll talk next week. we got to find out if we're right first. <laughs> right. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Maybe we should fucking just shut the fuck up because we were wrong. <laughs> Based on our picks last week, oh boy, we Yikes. probably should not be doing this. <laughs> Let's I get on to some other news. I, I think you agree with me, Philly, Cincy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 I'm thinking so, man. But I tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, don't underestimate the Chiefs or no, the Niners. You, you can't so can, underestimate you know, either of them. But yeah, I'm thinking, I'm I, I the Bengals, man, just really impressed. Well, both teams just really impressed the fuck out of me, man. So we'll see. I mean, that's yeah, why the games are played, man. And they're and they're both hot. You know, uh, San Francisco, what they went won eleven in a row, twelve in a row. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're on stupid fire. Phillies had a couple losses in, you know, in there, but. And you know what? I think all four teams that are left in it, they have one thing that you have to have, and that's swagger. Yes. That's I sense that with every one of them. I sense it with the Eagles. I sense it with the fucking Niners. I sense it with the Bengals, and I sense it with the Chiefs. Yeah, they all, they they all, all have know, that swagger. They all know they can win it. All four of those teams. Right. Any one of them can right. win it. So, we'll yeah, see man. who shows up next weekend. Yeah, but yeah, if I have to pick, just based on what I've seen this week, Past week, I'm I'm gonna have to go Eagles and Bengals. Uh, I think that that that's I think the Bengals are gonna beat the Chiefs, and I think uh, the the Eagles are gonna win. Yeah. But it's not gonna be easy. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be easy at all. Uh, San Francisco, they could upset me. I mean, oh yeah, if they come in there with the right mindset and that defense plays well. Well, if I'm the Niners, I'm going to run the fuck out of that ball as much as possible. Yeah. If I can. If I can impose my will against the Eagles' defense and just keep Jalen Hurts on that fucking sideline. That's your best bet. That's, because... how, that's your best bet. And just smother the fuck out of the Eagles' offense, man. But it ain't going to be easy because they not only can they run the ball, they can throw the ball. And, and, ver- and then, you know, Jalen can run around, scramble, and make plays on the run and make plays from the pocket. It's not – It's it should be a hell of a game. Plus, really he can, he can run – you know, he, that, that's what upset me about Josh Allen last week is that motherfucker could run the ball. Yeah. You know, and he just wasn't doing it uh, for, for many of the highlights I saw. Uh, Jalen Hurts right. can run the ball, and he does. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you never know what the fuck's happening back there. You know, is it a play-action pass, or is it a fake? You know, you think he's going to play-action, and next thing you know, he's taking off down the fucking sideline, getting 15, 20 yards. You know, and I, I think... I think San Francisco struggles against a running quarterback. So if they can't figure out a way to stop Jalen Hurts at all, it's going to be a blowout. I predict it will not be a blowout, but if they can't stop Hurts from running, it's a blowout game. Exactly. Exactly. There it is. 
Eagles, Bengals. You heard it here, folks, but based on last week, don't take our word for it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, right? Metal Mike. Oh, shit. Fucking. Man, I'm like, I was laughing when I'm watching this game. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to look like a fucking idiot. Everybody's going to go, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Just stick to metal, metal, Mike, because obviously, you know, which I like to think I know a bit about the game. But Well, it was man. funny because at the end of the half, it wasn't that bad because I remember you, no. we were messaging each other. And that's what I said. I said, there's still another half, you know, but holy fuck. No, there wasn't. <laughs> no, no, there wasn't. Right. <laughs> That was the yeah. end of the game there. We just didn't realize it. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Yeah, I mean, it was like, you know, because uh, the Bengals, uh, um, um, you know, Bengals-Bills uh, game, you know, Bill kept going. Because I wasn't really getting mad. I was just being blown away by the way the Bengals were just taking it to the Bills. And, and he's like, dude, it's only one touchdown, one score down, man. It'd be all right, you know. It's like Aaron Rodgers says, R-E-L-A-X. I'm like, Dude, I'm just saying, if the Bills don't get their shit together, and I did say that last week, if they play like they did against Miami, they're going to lose that game. And they kind of fucking did, man. I mean, they turned the ball over two or three times. You cannot do that. Not against the Bengals, man. This ain't your daddy's Bengals, folks. <laughs> you know, That's these guys fact, are for huh? fucking real, man. They went to the and, big game last year. How they lost to the Rams, I'll, I'll, I'll never figure it out because the Rams weren't shit this year. Yeah. Well, they had a lot of injuries. To be fair, they did. They had a lot of injuries, and 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 part of the thing that comes with trying to buy a Super Bowl, you know, and that's what they did. They bought a Super Bowl and they succeeded barely. They barely beat the Bengals, right? You know, they beat them by three fucking points. So it's yeah. not like they fucking blew them out. No, they did not. And um, you know what's amazing me about the Bengals is most teams that get to the Super Bowl they do have a hangover, especially the Super Bowl loser. Well, and, and the Bengals kind of started off slow in the beginning of the season, if you remember. But well, man, when they got I it together, this was an they easy got it Buffalo together. Win, dude, because all I was thinking of, because I haven't paid but, attention to Cincinnati. I saw well, the first I, I few games. Because, I'm like, man, these guys are schmucks. But but I do because they're my division rival, right? And just like I'm sure you pay attention to what the Eagles and the Giants and the fucking Commanders or whatever they call themselves are doing. I do. I'm basically looking for those L's, and boy, Philly just didn't want to give up those L's at all. <laughs> and yeah, you heard right. the new Metallica. Oh, boy. Okay. Screaming um, I'm come right out suicide. You know, when I heard it, I'll tell you. I'll tell you when I heard it. I was doing my show last Friday, and I hadn't heard it yet because they. I think apparently they released it like right after we released our last episode, you know? Right. And I meant to listen to it, but you know I've been busy with work and everything, so I hadn't really checked it out yet. Mark like, actually okay. sent me the video through Messenger while we were recording last week. Well, he might have sent it to me. I don't remember. Um, I don't think he did though, because I think I would have watched it and listened to it. But maybe he did, and I just didn't see it. Or you know, I mean, people have to understand, and I don't like mean make it sound like I'm I'm a fucking big shot, but I have, and it's not just that metal station related or the plug related when I say this, okay, my job, I have a thing we got called a WhatsApp. I'm having people constantly fucking message me every day, all day right. on all fronts. Okay. So sometimes if I miss your message or I don't answer it right away, 
please don't take it personal, ladies and gentlemen, because it's not. That's a fact. I, I can say from experience, if you want to get it, Metal Mike, you text that motherfucker. He gets that a lot faster than he gets a Facebook Messenger. That's true. But even then, dude, with my text messaging, I mean, and then like I got this WhatsApp, and then there's this thing called CeeLo that we use to contact our doctors and nurse practitioners. Dude, I'm my phone just gets bombarded with messages, some of them that don't even really pertain to me, but I have to read them. Right. You know, so it's like I just get bombarded with messages sometimes, and there's times I just skip things. I don't mean to, but yeah, you know, so anyway, um, yeah, so I went ahead and went on Amazon, and I was like, well, I hadn't heard the song, but, you know, I liked Lux Eterna. You know, it's a great it'll song. probably just be 90s. Yeah, great song. So I go and I get it, and I realize it's a dollar fifty. So I'm like, huh. And even my big brother made the joke, well, it's because it's Metallica. I'm like, yeah, but it'll probably be pretty good. And I love the name, Screaming Seuss. I'm like, hell yeah, man, it sounds cool. So I, and I was doing, um, in that particular block, I, I, I was doing a lot of double plays. And I don't know why, but last Friday, I was just really big on a thrash kick. I just went on this thrash thing, man. Started the show off doing a lot of old school stuff and then just switched it up. And it was all like heavy, you know, like Onslaught and Death Angel and just heavy thrash, you know. But I thought, well, in this particular block with a Metallica double play, I'll play Lux Eterna, which I, I still say it's a good song. And then I'll follow it up with this new Metallica song. Man, talk about fucking petering out. I fucking hated it. I think this new song sucks. I think it's awful. I think it reminds me of some shit off load. Like, I really didn't like it. Where Bill and my big brother were more like, meh. I'm like, no, you guys are being kind because it's Metallica. Exactly. It ain't meh. It, it's not that fucking good, man. I'm like, I can't believe they put this out. Like, you put this out as your second single, and you want fans to get jacked up, especially after following Lux Eterna? What the fuck are they thinking, man? Like, and anybody out there who wants to sit there and tell me that these two new singles are better than anything off the new Megadeth album, especially this Screaming Suicide, Lux Eterna, okay, maybe, maybe. Okay. Uh, it's but, still not better and, than that riff and no. we'll be back when, when we're yeah, talking about yeah. opening singles Megadeth but had yeah, it if Metallica you're, if you're gonna go, okay well what was Megadeth's second single because I'm telling you whatever it was blew the fuck out of the screaming suicide <laughs> yeah let me it, it's yeah it was awful it was I, I didn't like it at all I, I, mean, I didn't like it either I, in fact I liked it so much that I didn't give it a second listen I was yeah. like what what uh the the vocals Dude, it, horrible. Just yeah. fucking Did, horrible. Pedestrian, um, mediocre. It, yeah, okay, well, there you go. Again, ha, sorry, Night Stalkers blows the fuck out of fucking Screaming Suicide. I, I, to me, anybody who's going to tell me that's a great song, you're a metallotard. I'm, I'm just going to say it right now. I'm sorry. Maybe not a metallotard totally because I know there's certain things that certain people don't like. You know, you know, they'll throw Lulu or St. Anger. Oh, still, I hate those out. Lulu's still an album I have never heard. Oh, uh, you don't want to. Don't waste your time. I'm, I'm just telling you. Don't, you, especially you, you don't like that. Do you like the Velvet Underground or Lou no. Reed or that shit? No. Well, then don't waste your time, Bush. Oh, it, I, it, I, I wasn't going to. When I heard that album okay. coming out, I was like, yeah, well, we'll skip that one. Right. I yeah. would rather go listen to S&M 2 again. And, and to be honest with you, bro, I've only like listened to one or two songs. It's just weird. It's exactly what it sounds like. Lou Reed and Metallica, which are two things that don't fucking go together. Okay? No, they don't. You know? But I'll tell you, you know? Metallica with an orchestra, it worked for me. I know a lot of, you know, a lot of diehards didn't like it. And um, man, but I'm not some a of it I didn't mind. But I, I, didn't but mind. I dig that album as an entire piece. I, I dig that album. 
but I like orchestral music anyway. I like well, classical I do too. music. And I, I love classical music, yeah. I like, you know, that Kiss DVD from, uh, that should have been a live four, but never was, you know, where they're in Australia. It should have had fucking Ace Fraley there. Well, maybe. I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with that. But that, you know, those three sets they did, where they did the, uh, you know, the bombastic Kiss show, you know, for the first set, the second set with a string ensemble. You know, it took me back you to know Kiss what? Unplugged. I, I got to say. the third version with the entire fucking orchestra. I thought it was great, I, dude. It was really good. I, I thought it was cool when they did Great Expectations. They've never done that song live. I know. And it I'm was sitting awesome. there and it pissed me off. And I'm like, Ace should fucking be playing guitar on that. That should be Ace up there. It made me mad because I'm like, they never did something like And I think that would have been cool. I'm one of those weirdos that I. A lot of I'll hear people when they talk about it, they'll just bash on that song. I, I like that song. I've always liked That's that song. That's one of my favorite it's, songs on it's, fucking it's, Destroyer. I know it's a weird song. I know it's weird. I know it's fucking <laughs> there's something about that song that I do like. It's just I, I really like it cool better song. than Beth. Yeah, oh me too. And I also think um what I really though, if you listen to the demo, I like the the alternate lyrics that Gene had where he was like, You see Pete beating his drums yeah. and you see Ace playing guitar. I wish he kind of would have stuck to that because I think but then again, I guess it wouldn't have mattered anyway now. Not since, on you that know. show, yeah. But but with that being said, man, um yeah, I, I, you know, so I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I still love Metallica. I don't want to make, but I just was like, I guess maybe because I really liked Hardwired to, to Self Destruct, even some of the slower songs I liked. Yeah. So I was kind of expecting, like, I wasn't expecting a really thrashy song with Screaming Suicide, but I thought more it was going to be more like a fade to black, heavy but moody. Right. It wasn't any of that, man, and it was just a really, really disappointing to me, and it was, I mean, look, if, if people tripe, like it, dude, I mean, I mean, even Berno didn't like it. He was like, man, he wasn't big on it either, man, and you know how much that guy loves Metallica. Now, come on, man, if now, he's see, going. And see, here's the only reason I'm even making the Megadeth comparison, because you know, as soon as Lux Eterna came out, you know, people were posting, even Mark, you know, from Free. Oh, Fall. yeah. You know, Metallica, like, they're, they're ready to crown Metallica yeah, off one sorry, fucking song. Sorry, like, Megadeth, you know, it was his post. And it's like, yeah, first of all, the riff wasn't great. You know, like I said, We'll Be Back no. is a much better riff, but Dave's a much better guitar player. Uh, th this one, dude, I'm like you, extremely disappointing. I was. I was not impressed at all. I was irritated with it. Uh, James, where he sounded good in Lux Eterna, I don't know what they did with the mix on this song. I was not impressed with his vocals at all. Everything was just, you know, you, know, you said it best. It's very pedestrian. Um, and yeah, I would probably expect that off a of load or reload. You're probably right. It was, it was not good. Just not good. Now, yeah, if, if you're a Metallica I mean, fan and you like it and you think it's a quality song, well, I, I question your judgment. But hey, you, you know. But hey, you do I mean, you it's boo. all <laughs> right. It's all it's all subjective, man. I'm I'm not gonna you know shit on. I mean, I. But to me, I'm just like I just don't see. Especially it, to me, it was such a letdown after Lux Eterna. I'm going. What yeah, because that's a really up? good song, Lux Eterna is. And, you know, I've said it several times online, on this show, on the radio. You know, Lars is the standout in that. 
but everybody sounded good in that song. You know, I thought James' vocals sounded better than they sounded in a while. I thought they sounded better on that song than they did on the entire Hardwired album. I really do think he sounds better on that song. But boy, it's kind of like Dallas playing a hell of a game and having four, you know, four passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown one week with no interceptions, and the next week you're shitting on themselves. <laughs> Um, well, here you go, man, like um, in the Metal Mike Facebook group page, which I thought I had posted something, but I guess I didn't. Um, this guy, Nicholas Mannheimer, he's a listener to the that TMS. I know he listens to the podcast. Really cool dude. He put another new track, Thoughts, and Bildo posted a picture of Larry Kramer. You know, is that his name? Larry, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm, the co-creator of Seinfeld. Oh, Larry, Larry David. Larry David, and he's all like, eh, it's like him shrugging his shoulders, going, ah, and, and John Vernal put, I agree with Larry, and even my big brother's like kind of disappointed after hearing the first single, and that's how I feel about it. Um, um, and, you it's, know, not, it's not even as good as fucking Unforgiven. I know there's a lot of people that hate that song because it was a ballad, and I still say it's one of the greatest ballads Metallica ever did, the first one. They could have stopped yeah. at one. They didn't need to do two. Yeah, yeah, they didn't need to do two more. Two wasn't bad, but three was horrible. You know, it was yeah, just okay. a steady um, it was a steady decline in that song. The first one was a good song. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I disagree. I didn't think it was that good, but you know, in fact I, I, I aptly named though Unforgiven, because what they did was pretty unforgivable as far as I'm concerned. But that's me. Um <laughs> I will say this though. Um see what i did there it's kind of like uh when they sad but true you know or nothing mm. else matters uh yeah including their integrity see yeah. i can i can keep going further see, i like but, that song too <laughs> um but all joking around aside i feel that um that they yeah they dropped the ball and i don't understand why they were like yeah this is the single to put out after lux Eterna. Yeah, I didn't care for it, man. I, I didn't like it at all. In fact, I think it fucking sucks. I'm not even going to go, it was mediocre. You know, I, I, I didn't like it at all. It yeah. did not grab. Let's just put it that way. It did not I mean, grab. I'll, I'll end up going back and trying to listen to it again, but I, I was not impressed. It did nothing fucking for me. No. Nope. Okay? And I was pissed off that I actually spent money on that fucking thing. I know. I told Metal Mike off, off, off air. I said, hey, motherfucker, send it to me because I'm not buying it. <laughs> no, I don't blame you, dude. Yeah, I'm sorry I did. I was like, fuck. That's one of those I should probably rip from YouTube, but you yeah, get so in trouble I'm gonna, if I'm you sorry. play that anywhere. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm to the point now where I, I don't know if I'm going to buy this new record. I mean, that's how bad this song scared me off. Well, I know I it's assume, just one song, but fuck. April. It comes out in April. So I'm assuming they'll drop another single. Megadeth released, what, three or four before the album dropped. Right. And yes, I know we're making the Megadeth Metallica fucking comparison again but well you know what they do it they do it too yeah. so fuck it you know you know hey you want to put you know right now i'm telling you right now man two to two two and two man two uh, but yeah megadeth sorry i i just you Hands know, down. especially if you're a thrash metal fan i just don't and i just listened to that megadeth album the six of dying and the dead again last week and i'm here to tell you that's still a fucking banger dude yeah it's still sure. a banger and i i don't go back to hardwired very much you know, when I play right. Metallica, I'll play the first five. You know? Fair enough. And the Blackwood is the one I play the least. You yeah. know, if I was being honest, the two I play the least are Black, or self-titled, and uh-huh. uh, Kill Em All. Those are the two albums I play the least. Ride the Lightning I played the most, and and I just kind of play them in succession at that point, because Puppets is a fucking masterpiece. 
Even though I prefer Ride the Lightning more, I cannot deny Puppets is a fucking masterpiece. And I dig the hell out of Justice. I always have. That's got some good stuff. I love the guitar work on that album. Oh, yeah. You know, it's got some of the greatest guitar work on a thrash album ever. But it's like, is it almost proggy fucking Metallica? I mean, there's not a short song on the fucking album. <laughs> no, not, all not at eight, all. They're anywhere between 8 and 12 minutes long, every fucking song. But I love the guitar work on there. I love the acoustic stuff they're doing, leading into the heavy shit. I think it's a great album. Um, but not my right. favorite. Right on, man. This new song, uh, Kiss My Ass. I'll, I'll, I'll go listen to it again. I want to see if it grows on me at all. I, I think if it grows on me, it's going to be kind of like a cancer, and you need to remove that shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, I, I'm sorry. It just did nothing for me, man. And I'm I'm sure I'm going to fucking people are going to tell me I'm crazy. Hey, that's fine. Let me have it. Whatever, you know. But I, I just... It did nothing for me. Where Lux Eterna, I was like, hell yeah, you know, I'm digging this. Even with J James's vocals were kind of different. I liked it instantly. I, he sounded this, good. Yeah, with this, I'm just like, man, I'm not fucking digging this, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know? And I know what I'll hear, yeah, but Bushy likes poison or Bushy likes all that hair. Uh, shit, you know, and it's like, fuck you, dude. I like what I like. I like Metallica. I just told you what my five favorite albums are, the ones I listen to the most. <laughs> you know get off my dick exactly you know <laughs> i mean hey you're allowed to like what you like and just because you may like a certain subgenre or style of metal doesn't mean well you're not qualified to know what good thrash is or or you know what i mean like that's that's fucking bullshit well yeah I'm i listen, right I listen to plenty of thrash metal you know bands i listen oh, to plenty do. of thrash you know a, a lot of thrash metal music Exactly. You know, it, it, and with any of the music I listen to, I have to be in the mood for it. You know, there's days exactly. that, that that's what I want to hear is thrash. I, I've gotten, Mike, this is what I wanted to tell you. Let me tell you this, dude. I have gotten to a point in my life where, as you say, aggressive vocals do not bother me. Uh, the last time I did a show, I didn't do one last weekend because I was working, obviously. I was playing Let It Rot. I forgot how good they were. And I know they dropped an album. We got to get them back. I was listening to Carnifex and like Meshuggah. And I'm like, dude, I'm digging this shit. Of course, the uh, Arch Enemy you sent me because, boy, they're fucking great. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. But it's but, I, but I've liked the Butcher Babies forever. You know what I mean? Like since they started before they even had a major label deal and were releasing big records, I've, I've liked them. And they're, they're aggressive vocals, quote unquote. But I've gotten to where the growly shit, I'm digging it. Um, I, I still don't like when it's nothing but blast beats the whole fucking song. That, that shit annoys me. I like a good double kick like anybody else. Right. But holy fuck, make it fit the context of the song. <laughs> you know, I, I, I give more credit to Nico McBrain, who I've never heard a double kick off. Ever. He does a lot of triplets. Right. You know what I mean? With the bass or the kick drum, whatever we're yep. calling it this year. But he never double. He does. He doesn't use a double pedal. He doesn't use a double bass drum. You know, uh, you use it the way it should be used. It should be a surprise. It should add some texture to the song. It shouldn't be the whole fucking song. <laughs> you know, right, perfect. Right. Perfect example is um, uh, boy. For our younger listeners, they may not know this unless they're really diehard metalheads. Uh, and we're talking about uh, D. Snyder's movie Strangeland. 
Uh, the soundtrack to that is fucking brutal, dude. And there's a band on there called Bile. And they do a song in league. I know nothing else by this band but this song. And they use double kick properly because you've got this stuff going. And it, I mean, it's heavy. And that guy's all, rah, 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 you know, not growly, but definitely throaty. He's very throaty. But when it gets to the chorus and that double kick just starts pounding you in the dick. And it's just for the chorus and then as they, you know, the outro to the song. That's the way double kick needs to be used to accentuate something. So fuck your blast beats through a whole song. We don't need it. Right, right. I well, I think it's overdone too. I don't, I you know, because back in the day, even Lars listen, used it properly in Lux Eterna. There, see, more praise to Lux Eterna. You see how I did that? But, but yeah, you did. And you know, I but even with uh, like not just thrash metal, but even early death metal. You know, I mean, I remember back in the day when the blast beat was the part where everybody would wait for and then go nuts. Well, nowadays with a lot of extreme metal, it's the whole song's an entire blast beat, and it's like, okay, I respect the talent because I know that ain't fucking easy, dude. But it's just too much for me, man. You know, and anybody who wants to give me shit, give me a fucking break. I'm 52 years old, man. That shit obviously wasn't written for daddy, you know, and I'm okay with that. You know, like that's cool if you like it. Hey, right. Hey, uh, the fact that you're listening to any kind of metal is awesome. I don't care what kind of metal it is. And I listen to some pretty heavy shit for a 52-year-old dude. So I don't want to hear, you know, like, well, you're into dead metal. No, go fuck yourself. I like all kinds of metal. Exactly. So, yeah, there's our take on fucking uh, screaming yeah. suicide. And, 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 you know, that title may be fitting because they may have killed their career with this fucking track. I highly doubt it. That band can put out whatever they want, and people are going to fucking lap it up like it's fucking... Yeah. It doesn't matter. They're going to think it's Come on. Great. I mean, I, I mentioned it on the Decibel Geek, man. It's like they're that band that was able to do a lot, what a lot of their predecessors did before them, and it hurt them. But yet with Metallica, they were able to do it and just keep on rolling, man. Yeah. You know, it, it amazes me, really. I'm just like, how the fuck did they do it? But they did it. And not only not only continue, not only survive, but thrive. Yes, you know, um, make so, you yeah, I give them their money. props. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I give them their props, man. You know, but I, I, I think there's like some people that it's, I guess, with Metallica, it's just one of those bands where people are like, well, it's Metallica, so I'm gonna like it. You know, uh, hey, cool, man. I mean, if you do, you truly like it. I'm not saying you, you can't, you know, but sure. I just. It just didn't do anything for me, and it was very disappointing. And I think the reason why I am so disappointed is because I really liked a lot of Hardwired Self-Destruct, and I loved Lux Eterna. I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm going, hell yeah, man. You know, like, Metallica's fucking rocking again. And then they fucking put this out, and I'm like, oh. I mean, you just gave me dick when I wanted clit. That's all I'm saying, man. I just didn't dig it, you know? You know what's funny is it reminds me a lot of the, uh, towards the end of the glam era. You know, when a band would release a banger of a song for for the time, you know, radio mm -hmm. friendly. Sure, sure. I know what song. you're saying. And their second single was always the ballad. It's like this was the ballad and it wasn't even a good one. Because <laughs> I, I like I would a ballad. agree with that. You know, and I know the song's not a ballad, but it's, it's, I would have released this first so I could have been disappointed to begin with. It then hit me with Lux Eterna. I'd, I'd have been more excited for the Metallica album coming out. Now, I'm going to get it, people. I'm going to get the 72 seasons, okay? But I'm scared at this point. 
Well, I, yeah, man. I am scared at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie, dude. I was kind of like, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I it, Yeah, I'm a little worried now. I'm, I'm not as like, it, and I know it's just one song, so I shouldn't fucking, you know, just jump to to conclusions but i i don't know man i it, it didn't part, really part grab me, me. i gotta be me, honest with you man me either and part of me hopes that the reason they released that is because they got some fucking bangers on there that, that you they want you to buy the album for that that's what i'm hoping for well, there, yeah I'm, I'm right there with you man there, but i don't remember any of the singles off of hardwired that dropped they dropped three for that album didn't they yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. they dropped three. I don't remember any of those singles sucking, and, and the album was solid. Uh, side two, weaker than side one, or record two, weaker than record one, because that was another one of those fucking double LPs. But it was still a, it's, it's a solid record. When, you, when this is your second single, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> what, what kind of Metallica are we getting? Because I thought we were getting hardwired Metallica. And it sounds uh, a lot yeah. like we're getting not. It sounds like we're getting <laughs> some fucking. <laughs> I ain't. I ain't gonna lie. It reminded me of some load and reload shit, and I can't stand most of that stuff. You know, there's like maybe a couple of songs here or there, but most of it I thought was fucking absolute fucking garbage. I mean, I'm sorry if that pisses people off, but that's just how I feel. You know. Yeah. Well, these and fuckers it, should know. never get pissed off because people don't like something. Right. I mean, that's that or like some or like something you don't like, right. you, you know, fuck, who cares, man. I mean, I could think you're batshit crazy because Eric Jordan, RMCP is batshit crazy for thinking that Silent Lucidity is like the worst song ever written. I'm like, really? The worst ever written? No, that's no. a quality. Most, one of the song. most played out songs. Yes. They played the fuck out of here in St. Uh, Louis to where if I never hear it again, I'm dude, OK. It was all over MTV. It was all over my yeah. local rock station back in Waterloo, yes. New York. And, and it's a total love letter to Pink Floyd. It's 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 Queensryche showing their love for Floyd because it does sound very Floyd-like. It does, and I think it's a great song. I think Jeff Tate sounds fucking amazing on that. Oh yeah, song. it's a good song. The Garbo with a fucking tasty quality guitar solo. It's a great song. Now the what I like about Silent Lucidity while I'm fucking with Eric is um <laughs> I haven't heard it in years. So if I was to go and play it right now. I would dig the fuck out of the song because I haven't heard it in years. Was it played a lot then? Yeah, but so many songs were played so much that it doesn't bother me. I mean, there was a time when I didn't want to hear Close My Eyes Forever anymore. You know, Ozzy mm -hmm. and Lita. And then Which I is heard a beautiful that, ballad, by the absolutely. way. Absolutely. And I heard that song a week or so ago for the first time in years. And I was like, holy fuck. This is why it was played so much. This is why. Listen to this son of a bitch right here. And it's much the same with Silent Lucidity. Uh, I like listening to your show. I, I, it wasn't this weekend, last weekend. You were playing something. What was it? Empire you were playing? The song Empire? Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, I haven't listened to this in forever. I have not. When I play something off of Empire, I always play um, Another Rainy Night. Oh, that's another great song. I love that tune. I do like Empire. Now, do I like it as well as Operation Mindcrime? No, I don't. But I still think Empire is a damn good record. I think it was their, that record. I think oh, it was that, their that's last the record that record. blew up. Yeah, and that that record blew the fuck up. And you, you could make that argument. You definitely can make that argument. You know, because their yeah. their swan song is definitely Mindcrime. 
Um, yeah. I'll never argue with that. There's not a bad track on it. Oh, it's it is that it is an absolute. Well, you and I have said this before. Yeah, that that is a perfect album, yes. a masterpiece of an album. And to make it a a concept album at the same time, yeah. and have it blend and work so well, and be as good as it is, was pretty amazing it, it, to me. Queens, right? If if we were to do, you know, that's something else. We've done our our top ten albums or our top, but that is a perfect album. See, there's great records that we love that are in our top ten of all time. But to me, there's certain albums that are perfect. It's per- they're perfection. Yeah, mine there crime is no was flaw. high on and both I think our lists. Crime is, yes, and I think Mind Crime. Well, yeah, Mind Crime. You know, because I had my all time favorite albums, and and, and Mind Crime is definitely on that list. But I, I'm I'm talking about maybe doing, and this would be hard. A perfect record, like perfect from perfect beginning to end. Album, boy, that would be hard. And to me, though, you you got to put Mind Crime on that list. Mind, I think Mind Crime would be in there. The Wall would be in there. Yes, yes. There you go. That's two of mine right there. We're just talking about albums that are just perfect from beginning yeah, to end. Yeah, front to back. For me, Alice Cooper from the inside would be in there. But oh wow! But that's just because. Well, I like that record, but I wouldn't I wouldn't consider that a perfect album. That is, my, it's a good record. Yeah, it's my all time favorite Alice Cooper album. It's the only Alice Cooper album that I don't get annoyed with. Uh, a lot of his records are stuff I just don't like on him, because Cooper was almost Zappa-ish, and I hate Frank Zappa. He would put some <laughs> we- he would put some weird shit in there. And oh well, yeah, Frank and, was out there. I do love some. What well, I love, I'm Zappa, talking about love, Cooper, even Alice Cooper. I, there'd know. be some weird shit that I just didn't yeah. dig, you know. But some of the weird shit I loved. I mean, come on, School's Out, where he's got uh, Gutter Cat versus the Jets, and he's actually using the Jets music from. Uh, 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 what the fuck is that? West Side Story. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. You know, do Broadway on it. That worked for me. Other stuff didn't. Uh, for me, from the inside, is flawless front to back. And it could be the story behind the album, because that's when he had to go into the insane asylum, because back then they didn't have a Betty Ford clinic, you know, to get over his uh, alcohol addiction. And the fact that a lot of those songs that he wrote were based on people he met in that asylum. And I just think that's yeah, fucking know. badass. You know, it, oh, I, it I just think it's perfect front to back. And How You Go to See Me Now is probably one of the most heartbreaking songs you'll ever hear. Oh, it's a good record. I I do like it. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I mean, but yeah, I, I've never, that wouldn't be on my list though. It's a great racker, but I, I, for me, a perfect, like you just, some of the ones you mentioned, oh, I, uh, Diary of Madman by Ozzy, I think, is a perfect record. Um, Vulgar Display of P- Power, Pantera, perfect record. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Dio, Holy Diver, perfect record. Right. There's not a fucking flaw anywhere on it. You know? Rock and Roll I Over, mean, Kiss. Yes. There you go. But, that, but for me, that, also, Hotter Than Hell. I Man, Hotter Than oh, Hell I gets love so much hell. shit because of the... The, the mixing or whatever, the production, and I'm like, dude, that's what I like about it. It's so dirty. Even Dress to Kill. There's not a bad song on it, and that's just a Peter Chris show anyway. You know, probably Pete's best drumming was on that record. Well, I mean, you know, now if we're talking perfect live albums, even though I know it's not technically live, but Alive would be a, another one that would be on yeah. my list. I think Alive is perfect. Absolutely. Perfect. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, we could go down that. This, cheap, uh, cheap trick at Budokan's perfect. 
Yes, we could go down this rabbit hole forever, dude. So that's, that's why don't true. we go ahead and do our pl- uh, our plugs? And I know exactly what I want to plug, and I'm pretty sure I know what you want to, too. Yeah, so because want- we have to, because we've been slacking hard on this. Yeah, one. we're sorry. we want to apologize to Chris Zinzak and Aaron Camaro, especially Chris Zinzak, because he is the organizer of this event. Uh, you want to tell him what it is, Bush? Yeah, man, the Nashville Rock and Pot Expo. Uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, March 17th and 18th. Uh, make it the whole weekend, though, man. I'll be there from the 17th yeah, to 17th the 17th to the 19th, baby. Yep, I'll be, me too, man. You know, uh, I'll probably get up the morning of the 20th and bounce up out of there. Um, it, it, it's a great event. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. They have the Rare Hair pre-party show going on. Uh, they have Kill Fest 2 going on after the expo. Uh, this has the most celebrity guests that I've ever seen him get put together. Um, for an expo. Uh, he's got Eddie Fingers Ojeda from Twisted Sister is going to be there. Um, Eric Martin from Mr. Big, singer from Mr. Big is going to be there. Just mm-hmm. last time we yep. were there, we had Billy Sheehan from fucking Mr. Big and also Dave Lee Ross band uh, there because the drummer, and I can't remember his name now, that's the interview I missed that I didn't have to miss. You know, it, it, it's always a good time. Um, and... If you want to order tickets and come meet up with me and Metal Mike or any other podcasters, rock stars, get some cool memorabilia, get some cool vinyl, use uh, promo code PLUG20. That's capital P, capital L, capital U, capital G, the numbers two zero. Uppercase, baby. Yeah, all <laughs> uppercase letters. Uh, PLUG20, and that's the numbers 20, not spelled out 20. And that'll give you 20% off for either early admission or regular admission to the rock and pot expo it's a good time um interviews don't typically kick off right away so you'll have time to mingle with other podcasters and mingle with other hard rock and heavy metal fans man it's a great time uh saturday i'm normally drunk all day uh, so if you're going to hang out <laughs> with me you're going to get that goofy fucking bushy that's hammered the which whole means time. metal mike's going to have to do all the heavy lifting with the interviews ladies and gentlemen absolutely we broke this bitch's cherry last year so now i know i got someone i can lean on <laughs> yeah well, don't lean on me too much though because there's going to be certain like i i gotta be honest with you, like if we get mr martin dude you're gonna have to do that i don't know a whole lot about mr big honestly they were never really in my wheelhouse you know even though i respect the talent of every one of those people in the band and i probably should dig into more of them but you're gonna have to fucking lift that the heavy weight on that now when it comes to burton bell from fucking fear factory i'm your man i right. can do that and we can if both, we get the interview on. and if we can get a hold of eddie ojeda i've got but i've got oh a, yeah i've got a secret weapon yeah we're going to get the eddie ojeda interview we may not be pulled from the lottery but i will be wearing my battle vest and we know what my back patch is. It will draw his yes. attention. <laughs> oh, for sure. But uh, yeah, so Burton Bell, of course, he's got his other band, uh, Ascension of the Watchers. Um, you know, I'm a big Fear Factory fan. I, you know, I just love his range because he can be really aggressive and almost operatic. Like, oh, I just love that shit. Yes. Um, he, he's no longer with Fear Factory. I'm sorry <laughs> to say. And apparently, they're going to continue with a new singer. And I'm like, well, good fucking luck, man, because I just. Don't see it without him. But, um, yeah, because of the weekend, it takes place August 14th to 16th. We got a pre-party concert no, on no, Friday. No, no, that, that was right? the year before. Was that the year before? This is oh, it sure March is. 17th, March 18th, March 19th. 
You're right. You're right. I'm I'm reading an older post. Well, goddamn. Yeah. I guess Burton Bell won't be there. No. So let, let's just fucking erase all that and cut it. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, but and we're going to have yeah. Mr. Sinzak on to talk about Rocket Pod. We'll we'll try to get something else going on with that episode. Uh, yeah, there's going to be like, okay, here's some of the guests right here. We've got Eric Martin from Mr. Big. we got Steve Rochelle from Tough Metal Sludge, Jason McMaster from Dangerous Toys, yes. Eddie Ojeda from Twisted Sister, yes. Don Jameson's going to be back. Yes, Mark Craig Weiss, Gass is going to be back. Yeah, uh, Mark Weiss, the photographer, Ron Keel, of course. Ron's kind of almost like a fixture at the, at the yeah, Rock and Pop. Yeah, now. the we Rock and Rick- Roll Cowboy is there every single year. Yeah, we've got uh, Rick Fox from Steeler, David Glessner, a uh, rock journalist. We've got Matt Dias, or Dees, from All That Remains and CKY. We've got Jeannie Bassone from Glow, the ladies, you know, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. We've got Mick Strong. Uh, he's from the film industry. We've got Monty Colvin from Galactic Cowboys. We've got Mitch Perry from Steeler and Lita Ford. we got Leilani Kilgore. Uh, she's a solo artist. We have Native Sons back. We interviewed them last year. Yeah. Really cool guys, really cool band. Anthony Fox. Music producer and engineer, Warner Hodges, solo artist, Samantha Newark is a voiceover artist. We've got Roxy Blue, Drew Frontier, Anthony Quarter. Uh, of course, Drew Frontier's from The Lucive, Anthony Quarter's from Tora Tora. Yeah, and Anthony Jeremy. Quarter's kind of becoming a staple of rock and pod. Yeah, and Jeremy Asbrock from the Ace Fraley and Gene Simmons band. And yes. I think he's also, wasn't he in the band? I forget what they call him, but we saw them last year. Uh, we've got Brett Carlisle from Great White or All or Nothing. Martin Montick Oh, from the Accept. Rock and Roll Residency. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Sandy Gennaro from Joan Jett and the Monkees. Uh, Bob Berryhill from the Safaris. D- Delano. That was Del- cool, man. Delano, Nova Scott, Vane. Dylan Nova Scott from Vane and Courtney Cronin Dole, the comedian. I don't know who else is going to be. I'm kind of hoping Abby Kay will be there, but I haven't heard anything more about that. So, um, yeah, man, it's 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 a great time. I mean, you get to hang out with your favorite podcasters. You get to hang out with all these musicians. It's an awesome time. And it really is. I mean, it's one of those things where I have a lot of friends in my personal life, but there's some of them, as much as they love me and they think I'm funny, they don't really get me. When I go to Rock and Pot, I'm like, these are my people. Exactly. They get me. And uh, I'm telling you, do yourself a favor and go. Even if you're a podcaster and you don't really think you can afford to go, well, then just go as a, you know, event or a um, Go as guest. a fan, yeah. Yeah, go as a fan. Because I'm telling you, the very first time I went, that's how I went. I didn't, wasn't doing, I didn't have a podcast really at the time. I was just doing the Metal Mike show on that metal station. You know, I was doing the metal, sta- that metal station thing. But I still went and had an absolute blast. I got to hang out with the Rock and Metal Combat podcast guys the whole weekend. I met a lot of people who I've become friends. People who, by the way, now are part of that metal station, like Brian Davis from Damn Good Movie Memories. Yes. He has a show on that metal station. Yeah, so please, man, come on out, man. We'd love to meet you. It's I'd a love good to time. hang out with you and meet you. Uh, we do have discounted rates on a hotel. Uh, all the information is at Nashville Rocket Pod Expo uh, Facebook page. It's also at rockandpodexpo.com, I believe is the now, website. I, I'm going to tell you this, though. If you plan on staying all three nights, though, you, you do need to get – there's a number for gentlemen, and I called him personally, that Chris 
Sinzak gave me because the first two nights in the discount, if you go on the website, yes. it'll just give you those two nights. The third night, I don't think you get a discount, but you still want to make sure you book your room so you don't have to fucking jet out early. Right. So, yeah, and if you want to, just hit Chris up on his Facebook page just through Messenger. Chris a good guy, man. He will get back to you. Yes. I don't know where he finds the time of the day to do all the, sh- the shit he does. The man's a fucking rock star as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. I love anyway. that guy, you know, yeah. hanging out with oh, him, yeah. you know, after the after the expo, just chilling out over his place. Uh, it was me, Wazilla, uh, it was Dr. Fuck, it was Camaro, it was Baco and LC. You know, it was just a good time, just hanging out, drinking yeah. beers before I had to leave. Uh, we didn't do that this time. Um, and that last time was well, a I, really good expo. I, I, I think they might have, but by that time, I didn't know about it because I left because... Ian texted me and said, where are you at, bro? And I'm like, I'm on the road going back home. Oh, and I think Chris or Aaron did have a, a small gathering. I don't think it was a big one, but they had like, you know. No, they get some podcasters together to just kind of unwind yeah. after the expo. Yeah, yeah, and I'm they, all down for you that. You know what? They did. They did because that was the year that uh, Rock and Ron was there. And, he, and I remember those pictures being on Facebook because I was yeah. upset that I had missed it too. Yeah, I, I, you know, poor Rock and Ron, man. Rest in peace, brother. Absolutely. Yeah. We will have Chris Sinzak on. We're actually working that out right now. He'll come on to talk about Rock and Pod. We're going to try to have something else to do with it, though, because, you know, for him to promote Rock and Pod is not going to take an hour or so. So we'll, right. have, we'll have some other conversation lined up specifically. Yeah, we'll find something to talk about. Yeah, yeah. specifically with Chris in mind. Um, yeah, I mean, that's about it, man. Plug 20 is the promo code get yourself 20 percent off admission come see us Every, everybody's approachable man it doesn't matter which podcast it is we're all approachable we all love to talk i mean that's what we do we talk <laughs> well we're fans we're fans just like you guys man exactly and that's something that we need to get going too is i've been telling some of the listeners hey man because there's a, f- a couple of listeners i want to get on and have them be a guest too so and i still got to get my big brother on but i got to fucking handle his microphone issues first so it might be a while but anyway yeah well we're guys, not going anywhere tomorrow or anything so we'll, thank you we'll guys for, for listening and keep fighting the good fight and stay metal to your dying breath hell yeah plug 20 buy vinyl we'll see you next time hey this was really fun we hope you liked it too seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye Cause now it's time to go But hey, I say, well that's okay Cause we'll see you very soon, I know Very soon, I know What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on The Plug See you next week.
Everybody has 